This is Suicide, Zombies, and Forgiveness, the pod for anyone who's lost someone to suicide, attempted suicide, or who has an ongoing battle with suicide ideation. We talk self-healing, choosing life, and tips to do just that. You and I both know life's a bit more complicated. Elaine's going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's messy. It ain't all fun. It can hurt. And damn it, it's all we've got. Elaine says in every barn full of shit, there's got to be a pony. Now here's your host. It's Elaine. Today I'm here with a special guest. Uh, my guest is Shannon Andress, and Shannon and I met in Clubhouse. So I'm going to give her a moment to introduce herself and give you a little bit of information before we get into talking about uh, what the issues are today. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so honored and excited to be a guest on your show. A little bit about me. So I am also a podcaster. I've started a podcast called You Got This, The Journey. This past year, I really struggled with my mental health like I think a lot of us did. You know, we all were experiencing new levels of anxiety, depression, the unknown, the uncertainty, and all these different questions and things surrounding us. And for me, it really took a toll on me and it made me reevaluate my life and what I was doing. And so I began this journey to improve my mental health, get out of this anxiety-ridden state I was in, and overall try to become the best person I could be. You know, not just with my mental health, but physical, my spiritual connection, everything. And along the journey, I've been wanting to share my story so that I can help anybody else who is struggling and let people know that they're not alone. Because like I said before, I think there are so many people that are struggling with exactly what I went through this past year. First, I would like to address a couple of things that you said, Shannon, because I think it's critically important that people understand, first off, major kudos to you. You are in the prime of your life, and already you are so much more together than a lot of people in my baby boomer bracket. I think that's really, really important. And without making a thing of it, I'm going to say you're a millennial. <laughs> and that's, I think that's a wonderful thing for the very reason I just mentioned. I find that millennials are so much more globally aware. You know, we baby boomers had, you know, we, we've done good things. We're, we're, we're not all bad. <laughs> but I find this generation of millennials have such a wider vision they're interested in our world and they're interested in, you know, what else is out there. It's not as, as narrow a focus. Sadly, even though that you have this wonderful global attitude and everything else, all of the issues with mental health affect us no matter what age you are, no matter what financial strata you are or what country you live in, uh, these times specifically, this pandemic has, I, I think, affected everyone in some ways. Even people who, like me, tend to be a little extremely optimistic. Uh, I can honestly say that you know, there are concerns. And, and one of the things that I know for a fact is as humans, we are, for one, we are comparative. And for another thing, 
we need to have an endpoint in order to facilitate our goals, our, our hopes, our dreams, even to plan a vacation. You, you need to have an endpoint in sight so that you can make that real for yourself. And I think, and, and I'll let you take it away here, but I think that's been one of the biggest issues because the, the goalposts keep moving. You know, first they, they said, oh, it'll be a month. And then it was a few months. And some of us who are more long-sighted, I honestly don't see real change happening till about 2023. There's an awful lot that has to be put in place. And, and I, I'm not trying to add to the doom and gloom. That's at least something realistic we can then aim for. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes people so anxious and scared about these times that we're living in, because you begin to think, what is my purpose in life? And what are the things that I can do with my life? You know, everybody says they want to travel, they want to explore the world, they want to have <laughs> these experiences. And that's all been taken away. And then you're sitting at home like, oh my gosh, what is my life going to be? And I think for me to try and overcome the anxiousness of that exact fear right there was I had to take control of what I can control at home. What is there that I can do to better myself during this time? What are activities I can do with my loved ones and my pets and natural ways where I don't need to put myself or my family in danger, you know, going on a hike at the park or being a book, you know, I think you have to take pride and acceptance in what you can control and focus on that. I think that's a really good point. And I think it's it's important for us to realize that even living within certain confines, you can still live. You can make fun out of anything, okay? You can have fun. I, I will tell you, as of this morning, there are 44 full pine cones at the end of my driveway. We don't have a pine tree. Um, the neighbors do. But <laughs> Because my chihuahua was taking her time this morning at the end of the driveway, I had time to kind of find tone. And then I walked along chuckling to myself because it seems so bizarre <laughs> that, you know, I actually found that funny. And I think that's key to uh, you and I have talked before and talked about your anxiety. It's about making that choice. To, to step up and, and take back charge. Yeah. And it's also to shifting your mindset as well. You know, it's very easy to sit home and say, my life is so boring. I'm so upset about what I can't do. Instead of choosing the optimistic view of saying, look at all that I can do. I have a roof over my head. I have, you know, the ground beneath me that I could walk on and I can breathe every day. And that right there mm -hmm. is a blessing. You know, I, I really think that's what's important because if everybody keeps looking at social media, the news, all it's going to say is how the world's ending and life's over. And it's going to be negative. And it's going to be such a negative way to fill your mind and believe that that's what your life is. And it's not, you know, you have to take a step back and and appreciate those moments, like counting pine cones, you know, yeah. appreciate it, take the breath and enjoy what's natural and what's right in front of you. Absolutely. And, and funny enough, another thing from this morning, a gentleman I've never seen before, as we came up a street, people are starting to, you know, you're coming down the street, you're on one side, somebody's coming the other direction. 
you you switch somebody switches sides and and so that you're social distancing and everything's great well it was really funny this morning because we both started to cross the street at the same time and he said oh it's the morning ballet <laughs> uh, i guess i'll see you next time and i thought oh my god what a great attitude Okay, so this is our COVID ballet now, is how one social distance when you're walking your dog. As dumb as that sounds, it's you're smiling, I'm smiling, <laughs> that man was smiling. Um, if my chihuahua could, she might have been smiling too. You're absolutely right. It, it's deciding what you're going to enjoy or how you can find the fun in whatever is around you because it's so much better to be choosing life. The big thing for me is I want everyone to keep breathing. On that note, it just seems so amazing to me that you were smart enough to understand the sign, open enough to get yourself help. Give me an idea of where that journey started and how the anxiety almost took over. Yeah. So I never had really dealt with anxiety prior to the pandemic. It may have been minor moments of it. Like I was nervous on an airplane and I get a bit anxious, but that really was it. My everyday day to day, having those anxious feelings wasn't happening. And then after we got to the point in the pandemic where there was no end in sight, my job was saying we don't have a return date because we don't know what's going to happen. I really, really started to feel anxious. And I think I started to question everything. You know, was this the last time I was able to see my parents? Was this the last time I was able to go on a vacation somewhere? And was I just taking advantage of my life? And, and I started to get so anxious about what was to come and what was going to happen in the world. And I started getting the most negative, negative thoughts in my head, like things that I wasn't even seeing on the news or social media, but your yeah. brain creates these fake scenarios mm -hmm. that take over. And then I would start to have actual anxiety attacks from these moments where I was involuntarily shaking and I could mm. not get my body to stop shaking. And sometimes I would get sick. And I think something that people don't realize too with anxiety is sometimes you feel anxious and then the physical comes after and other times the physical comes first and then you realize you're in an anxiety attack. And it's, it's very scary. I think I then started to become a bit depressed because I was so upset with getting this feeling every day. And when you're not anxious, you're worried about the next time you will become anxious. So inevitably you're living in this nonstop anxious state. Yeah. And, and I was just looking at life. Like if, if all of these fake scenarios come true in my head, then what is the point of anything that I'm doing? And I just, I totally lost point in seeing a reason to get up every day. You know, why wake up at 6 a.m. when I don't have to be on my computer till 8.30, no point. Why get up early and enjoy the day? I didn't see one. Why shower, get dressed, do my makeup? I mean, it just was like, I didn't see a point to do anything anymore. I was feeling so anxious. I would turn to my boyfriend, some close family and friends and say, just tell me everything's gonna be okay and I'll be able to get through this. That's all I gotta hear. Just tell me everything's gonna be okay. Later through therapy, I found out that's the worst thing somebody with anxiety can do. But I did that for months and buried it and buried it. And when you bury it, you're just giving it the power to get bigger when it explodes. That is the worst thing anybody can do. 
And so I started to feel so anxious and these feelings were getting worse. And then I started to realize how heavily I was depending on those around me and how unfair that was. You know, it's not fair for me to put these anxious feelings and depressing thoughts on somebody else who I'm supposed to be uplifting, taking care of and being there for. And I think for a long time, I was in denial of seeking help because like many people, you don't think you need therapy unless you're at the point of wanting to end your life. And and I hate to say that, but it's true. I think a lot of people don't think they have mental health issues because they're not at that point yet. I decided I had to make a change to take care of those around me because I just didn't want to do this. And also, you know, I thought back to when I was a little kid, the life I envisioned and all the dreams that I had. And I was like, she would be so disappointed in this young woman. If my five-year-old self was in this room right now, she'd be like, what are you doing? You, you had so many dreams. You had so many things you could have done. And so I, I knew I needed help and I needed to go to somebody to, to make that change. So I went to therapy and it really, really helped. I mean, I went in there with a terrible mindset of she's going to tell me you're ridiculous. All of your thoughts aren't true and you're fine and you can leave. You don't need therapy. And I sit down and I open up about everything I'm saying. And she goes, your thoughts are completely valid. Everything you're feeling, you're not crazy. What you're feeling is 100% realistic and true to you. And it's okay to be feeling this way. And then she gave me tips and tricks of how to get through anxiety attacks. And it really is a practice too. I want a lot of people to understand that. You know, when I first, yeah, when I first started doing the things that she would tell me, instead of having an anxiety attack for maybe three hours, okay, I got down to two. And now I'm at a point where maybe it's only, 30 minutes, but it took months and months of practicing those steps. And so I'm not perfect. I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of my anxiety or those feelings that I had, but at least now I know how to manage it. And I know that what I'm feeling isn't forever and that what I can do is work through those moments to get back to a better place and be positive. Absolutely. And and again, I, I just keep shaking my head at, at the the sheer wisdom that you have at your age. The whole reason I, I do this podcast has to do with mental health, suicide prevention, and forgiveness. And I say that because we have to forgive ourselves. One thing that's incredibly clear in the past couple of years, in order to forgive oneself, one has to acknowledge that there's an issue. Some of us are so bullheaded. We just go through life going mental health. No, we're we're just fine. We'll fight our own battles. No, I don't need anybody. I'm an island. Well, guess what? Here at 65 years of age, I'm here to tell you no person is an island. An island is lovely if it has palm trees and you can sit on the beach. But honest to God, as a human being, being an island is not only lonely, but it is indicative of mental health issues. Just because we deny or we don't acknowledge that something is amiss doesn't mean it isn't. Talking to you as a millennial who was smart enough to not only pick up on those cues to actually reach out and get help, that's what I want people to take away from speaking with you today is I want people to understand, for one, it's never too late, and it's never too early, 
And it is a practice. Okay, when we learn to walk, we didn't just get up and walk and okay, that one's done. It took practice. Anything you want to do or do well takes practice. To me, that just makes sense then to handle one's anxiety. Because I think there has to be, for me anyway, a positive side to that anxiety. Because in certain areas, I would look at it as, well, it was trying to keep you safe. I honor that part. I honor any part of a mental health issue that is trying in a way to help you cope with what right now is a totally unprecedented and impossible situation. You only have to step out your front door to feel that it's like being in a bad B movie. (laughs) Things have changed so much. And to have, you know, even children understanding that we do have to social distance. We do have to. Wearing a mask is a good thing right now. If that makes you uncomfortable, if that steps up your anxiety, then you need to talk to someone that can help you with that. Do the silly little things that give you joy. I think you totally agree with that. Absolutely. I really, really do. And I think too, you know, you are your own worst enemy. If you sit home with all these thoughts, they're just going to build up and it can be really hard to find a solution on your own and almost impossible. So when you speak to someone, they're offering another view of the situation and ways that they can help you. It really is something that like I highly recommend. And I was one person that when I first went to therapy, I was ashamed. Like I let it get so bad that I had to go and get help. And that is so wrong. It's, there's nothing, it's not that you're a failure. It's not that you're so broken that you need to go therapy. Don't tell yourself that. I mean, everybody really could use therapy. I don't care if you've never felt anxiety before. If you have anxiety attacks every day, every person can use therapy and use that guidance from somebody. I think it's important to learn new practices because even during this time, I think going through this, and not that I'm thankful for having anxiety, but it did make me change a lot of the old things I was doing, like getting so mad when I stubbed my toe or dropped something in the kitchen. Those things would ruin my day. And now that I've practiced ways to get through anxiety attacks, I'm also practicing ways to shift my mindset on everyday life because there's so much we need to learn. It's just, it's not worth it. For your mental health and to take care of you is not worth it to let these things ruin you. Do you watch the news? No, I don't. I have to be honest because- You know, this is my mindset, and this may be something a lot of people don't agree with, but it's out of my control, whatever Mm -hmm. is going to happen. So it's either I'm going to watch something that there's nothing I can do, let it make me so anxious and have an anxiety attack, or I can accept the fact that I can only control what's here and right now, and that's what I put my energy into. I think that is incredibly important, incredibly smart, and we have to all realize that The news is skewed towards whatever that news station is into. They are a business, okay? They are in the business of driving emotion in people. And unfortunately, stories of little puppies and new birds and, and, you know, happy children don't sell. 
they don't sell ad space they don't it's the bad stuff that sells and very often it's all ramped up i'm not a news watcher um unfortunately my husband is so you know if there's anything i need to know he's definitely going to tell me i think if i was going to watch the news i mean i i am in business i do certain things I would have to, just for my own interest, watch three different viewpoints so that I can pick and choose because you hit it right on the head. It's about mindset. And for me, mindset is about choice. Okay, so you're absolutely right. There's those larger things. You can't stop the volcano in Iceland from erupting. It's doing its thing, okay? We don't have an effect on these larger things per se. Yeah, why don't we just pay attention to what's around us and do the best we can with that? You know, do the COVID ballet when you pass somebody on the street. You know, get get into that gratitude and have a gratitude attitude for the people that are in your life that you can interact with. Another thing you said that I thought was really, really good is you became mindful of the fact that you were imposing your anxiety on the people around you. When, in fact, you may not have known, they have, may have had plenty of their own. And it is really hard for people who love you to see people suffer. So that makes it even harder for each of you. Because wrapped up in your anxiety or, or another mental issue is the fact that most people are concerned about those they love. And that concern, when, when you wrap that in your positive mindset, that becomes an advantage. It becomes like your super cloak to turn us into superheroes, but you know. I know. And something else that I, I think I realized too was that not only was I putting my own anxiety and depression on somebody else, but I didn't want to cause them to be anxious to think, am I making her so unhappy? Am yeah. I causing these feelings to her when that 100% is not it? And, you know, I could tell them over and over again that they have nothing to do with my anxiety. But when you're with that person every day and you're feeling anxious, they can't help but wonder, have I done something? And that's not fair to them either. So to protect your mental health and those around you, getting help is so important and it's okay to do. You know, I think when I did my podcast, I wanted to let other people know that they weren't alone. I found out that I'm not alone. Like I've no. made connections and learned from so many people that I am not the only person that's going through this. Absolutely not. And I love, you can't see this when you're listening to this podcast, but Shannon's face just lit up when she said that. And it's, you have the an absolutely beautiful smile, but it's lovely to see you lit from within. Because when you're smiling and when you're lit with, from within with the love and caring for others and yourself, there's no room. Mm-hmm for the bad stuff. And that, I think, is what will allow you and me and everyone else to fill ourselves up in a positive way to work on raising that mindset so that we can all make it to the other side. 
it's going to be a new normal. Thing, things are going to change. But let's face it, okay? Now, as a millennial, you still have seen just unbelievable changes in technology and industry and, and even how we interact with each other. So change, is, change just is. It, it's not necessarily good or bad. It just is. If we don't change, we stagnate. Humankind just is not good at stagnating. We always are evolving. And if you take that into consideration, kind of in a cleanup phase here, I think. Well, right. and something else too is that I think a lot of people, when we think of mental health this past year, we think that it's just this past year. But what a lot of people aren't recognizing is we're going to go into a whole new stage of people dealing with mental health for those who are going to have anxiety returning to the new normal. You know, yes. people who may not have been anxious this past year may now be anxious leaving their children, their yes. new adopted animal, their yes. spouse they've been with every day. So it's something that I've learned in talking to other therapists that we have to prepare for the new mental health struggles that are about to come. I don't want to scare anybody by saying that, but just make sure you're aware of yourself and what you're feeling, but also those around you, because I think we're, we're going to see more people struggle. Absolutely. And I don't think, and you're not putting it out there to scare, you're putting it out there to arm people with the tools that can take them forward in a better way. Because there's an old adage, forearmed is forewarned or forewarned is forearmed, whatever. There's so many old adages out there. But it's true. If you know, you know, if, if you're uh, heading into a park and people are coming out and they say, oh, be careful down the left-hand path, there's a great big puddle that you'll have to dance around. You'd be better going the other way. Well, there you are forewarned. You can choose to go the right way or you can choose to go to the left and swim. And it's entirely up to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's your choice. It's your choice. With this yeah. whole mindset, it is your choice every day of how you do something. You know, something that's really cheesy that I always tell people is you have to choose how you talk to yourself every day. Something that I started doing was instead of saying, oh, I have to work out tomorrow. I don't feel like working out. Say, I get to work out tomorrow. I get to do that. You know, and at first you're going to feel full of shit. Can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. Absolutely you can. <laughs> it's like you're going to sit there and be like, what? Like, this is just so corny. I don't know if this is right. But then you really, every day you start to change something. Like you look at these challenges in your life or just these things that you looked at as chores as a blessing. Like how lucky am I that that's what I have to deal with? That's what yeah. I get to go through. And through those little choices of, you know, choosing how to talk to yourself, oh my gosh, life will just be so much happier. I, I promise you. <laughs> Absolutely. Very well said. Another thing that people can do, and even when you think you're in the depths of despair in the evening, write down five things that you're grateful for. It can be as little as 44 pine cones at the bottom of at the bottom of the driveway. It can be, you know, those that you live with, those that you love, your dog, your cat, your bearded dragon, your fish, whatever amuses you. All of those things. And one thing 
if you're having a hard day finding what to be grateful for, you're breathing. Start your list with that. Keep breathing. I think that's something that we can all be thankful for. Yes. And gratitude is the best practice because it recenters you every single time. And it could be the most basic things. Like you said, it could just start with that I can breathe and I'm grateful. And it just brings you back to what's important and to let all that other stuff go. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Shannon. It was obviously a blessing. My gratitude attitude for this morning is thank you so much that I got to meet Shannon Andress and have her on this podcast. I want to say to everyone, please do keep listening. I look forward to talking to you again. And in the meantime, make the very best of your today every day. Keep breathing. Choose life. And we'll see you again. Bye, Shannon. Bye.